When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Rapper Manny Fresh performs live at the Celebrez and Rosé Fest at Meriwether Park at Symphony Woods this Sunday in Columbia, Maryland. He joined me to discuss his journey from New Orleans to form Cash Money Records, producing hit albums for Juvenile, Lil Wayne, BG, and Turk, while joining Birdman to record big-timers hits like Get Your Roll On, Number One, Stunna, and Still Fly. Hey, Manny Fresh. Hey, thank you so much for joining us on WTOP in D.C. Thank you. Thank you for having me, man. D.C. is one of my favorite places in the world. It goes down. (laughs) Why is that? (laughs) I mean, just the energy, the people, man, and the folks. Like, you know, they always show up for Manny Fresh, you know, and just the energy that they give me, you know, that makes me want to go harder. I love it. I love it. And I just realized I said it wrong. It's not Manny Fresh. I should have said Fresh. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I had to correct that. Um, When did you come up with that, by the way? Did it just come Um, out that way? (laughs) I kind of came up with it. um, It was this thing that Eminem used to always do. Like when he used to do his chicken ear. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, oh, that would be cool to, you know, make my own little. So, you know, it it was just a playoff of Eminem always doing his little scratches with his mouth. I love it. I love it. I never knew that. See, we're getting gold. Uh, all right. Well, well, we got to tell everybody the reason we're talking is you are coming for the Celebrez in Rosé uh, Festival. Um, the last two years, it was down at National Harbor, and we interviewed DJ Jazzy Jeff for that. But they, I think they're changing it up. They're moving it to a new location at Symphony Woods at Merriweather Park in Columbia, Maryland. I mean, Merriweather is a, a legendary spot, too. But what's so what's the deal with the festival? Are you performing? You're supposed to wear pink or something. What do you know? Well, from what I know, they just like just bring Figgy fresh and have a good time. And anything could happen with me. You know, with my energy, sometimes, you know, I go from a DJ to performing some of my songs back to a DJ. So anything can happen. The good thing is I wear a whole bunch of hats. So, you know, expect a whole lot. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I love it. I love it. We can't wait. I am obsessed with so much of your songs. Your songs are like the soundtrack to me and my friends' lives growing up in middle and high school. We were like perfect for this, man. So I would love to go through some of it. But tell, tell, uh, uh remind us sort of your origin story. I know you're born in New Orleans in in what sixty nine. Is that right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. How do you how do you get to the point of joining Cash Money Records? Is it you met Baby first, right? Yeah, I met them through me DJing through the city, and and, and, and I was just DJing, like, uptown, downtown, and New Orleans is kind of, like, forbidden land. Like, uptown don't, you know, get down with downtown and vice versa. But I was a DJ that, you know, everybody loved. So just by me going in their territory and DJing every week, you know, becoming the guy up there and just bringing, you know, just knocking down walls to say, like, this is silly right now. You know, let's all come together or whatever. And, you know, they were starting a record company. And, of course, me being a DJ trans, 
transforming into a producer, you know, and I was just like, hey, give me a shot and watch what happens. I love it. All and right. So so Baby was that first connection into the group then. And I guess 97 formed a duo sort of within the Cash Money uh, umbrella there. Uh, the Big Timers, the first album, yes, How You Love That, 97. Why was the Birdman, why was Birdman the perfect wingman to form a duo? Out of all those guys, why was it good that you guys hooked up? I mean, them? because, you, you know, we took the concept a little bit different. Like, you know, we wanted to sell something that nobody had done. Like, you know, we was like, our whole persona was, to be bigger than it, bigger, better, faster, stronger, all of that daft punk, you heard me, than anybody <laughs> else that done it. So he was the perfect person because he always did talk that kind of talk, you know, and that was our lane. Like, you know, we was like, okay, you know, you got a little, you got storytellers, but you ain't had nobody that said like, you know, instead of saying a Cadillac, how about a space shuttle? I'm like, you can have a Cadillac, but you ain't got a space shuttle. So we was thinking on that level. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Cadillac versus space shuttles. Um, exactly. Well, it was a rocket that took off, baby, because you ended up, um, you know, in addition to the big timer stuff, you were producing some of those great, awesome cash money albums. You produced Juvenile's 400 Degrees, I guess, in 98. I think it ranked like on Rolling Stone's top 500 albums. Um, yeah. It had uh, hits like Ha, you know, you're a paper chaser. You got your block on fire and <laughs> featured. You were actually featured in Back That Ass Up. Um, one yeah. of the biggest hits of the era. Just memories of producing, uh, you know, Ha for Juvenile and also producing, you know, back that ass up since you and your verse on it, too. Yes, sir. Like that. I mean, I remember like Juvie used to do this song, but it really had no structure. So it was kind of like a song that was already his. And it was it was big in New Orleans. It was big at block parties. And, you know, and we just brung it up like maybe second to last when we was doing 400 degrees. And I was like, it would be kind of cool if you did back that ass up but we took a different kind of take on it i'm like what if we put classical music with it put some 808 drums you know something different had this intro that made people you know well you could set up before you get to the dance floor like one of those songs that you know like a great song like a cool song to me like always had like an intro where it gave you time to hurry up and finish your drink or finish talking <laughs> to somebody and then you could get to the dance floor when the beat dropped so and that's, that, that, and that is what back that as up. Absolutely. Exactly. And wait, and, and so, ha, and ha, uh, speak to it real quick, you know, and in the, the same sentence with us. Yeah, the way ha happened was we were at a restaurant in Nashville and he was saying that jokingly. And I was just like, that is a song. Like, you know, you know how he was saying that jokingly, like you something, 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 huh? You huh? And I was like, dude, we need to go do that song. So wait, I started at a restaurant, be, you're just sitting yeah. at a table. He's like, pass yeah, the we french fries on. Do you yeah, want to order so, a Coke, huh? Yeah, so he was joking, and I was like, we need to go do this song. So <laughs> I was beating on the table, and when we got back to the studio, we recorded it, and the rest is history. Oh, that's such a good tidbit. Thank you. You're giving me gold. All right, well, I got to also mention the G-Code, because you produced that for Juvenile, too. Yeah, you, un you, you understand? And uh, and I got that fire, you know, if you want that Oscar Mayer. Uh, people, us our age, we we quote your stuff all the time. I hope you know that. <laughs> Memories of putting together that, and, uh, you know, it, it can go into some raunchy places with the Oscar Mayer, but that was sort of the era of the genre, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and I, I, um, Juvie had, you know, she get it from her mama and all of those kinds yeah. of so, so he, he, I think just Juvie connection with people, like even with the raunchiness of like, you know what I'm saying? And having the guts to say it, that's what <laughs> made them great albums.
and why we all bought it like hotcakes. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, BG's Chopper City in the Ghetto, Bling Bling. Uh, you produced that. Little Wayne's The Block is Hot, you know, with with F the World and Let Him Die. Uh, yeah. You produced all that stuff. Um, you know, what? We'll talk about both of those those gentlemen. And, I mean, Lil Wayne might, may probably think, blew, blew up more than all of them, really. <laughs> yeah. I mean, BG, like, you know, that, that kind of changed the whole structure of what cash money was. The first generation of cash money was like, you know, a new, it was kind of New Orleans bounce torque label, like because that that's what was going on in our city. So, you know, and then, you know, we get BG and BG came along as a rapper and, you know, he changed my production style and everything. Just how incredible he was with his rhymes and how true he was with his rhymes. So I, I would definitely say the, the birth of people, the world understanding cash money was BG, you know, and Wayne, on the other hand, like just to see him grow up. You know, I feel like my music with him is a, you know, like that's like Bible, like it's first testament. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, you, you know, and then, you know, you get to something later on. But to see him grow up and evolve into what he is right now, that's just crazy. Like, you oh. know what I'm saying? Oh, we yeah, we all love that unique voice on those songs. But even us biggest fans and you as biggest colleagues could never have predicted they would shoot that high. I mean, it's insane. Exactly. Um, tell me about Baller Block in the movie soundtrack, the whole thing. Baller, why you blocking us? Baller blocking us. Get me keys to and the, the rover truck. Was, yeah, well, Baller blocking was like the, the craziest thing ever that could have happened, you know, like in our lives because it was no script. We was just kind of just shooting, you know, and yeah. for it to turn into something that was just like, wait, you know, like we like, wait, you for real? Like this platinum, this movie is actually a million soul and, you know. <laughs> Like, you know, in a, in a time where, you know, stuff had to be in the theater, yeah. you know, and, and your VHS tape goes platinum, like, you know, on just some kids that just was like, oh, we making up a story as we go. And, you know, and it really had no storyline, you know, I'm going to tell you the truth. It really didn't, but it worked at that time. But I just think the world was so in love with what we was doing as entrepreneurs and how we was moving. So they, they supported it, you know, and just just our lingo, the way we moved and everything about New Orleans, just, you know, it shocked the world. It really did. It took over the world. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Well, we've we've given a lot of love in this interview to all the other guys, <laughs> Juvenile and BG and Lil Wayne and all the rest in the group. Uh, but we got to talk some big timers really quick. So, uh, you know, I got that work. Second album, uh, Get Your Roll On. Whose idea was it to sort of say it, those lyrics in those sort of like, what do you call them? Like brief staccato, yeah, you know, like was... Rolex, Mo, yeah, you know, so, was... you know like, 
Yeah, that was me. Like, you know what I'm saying? I always thought, like, simplicity will always sell. Like, you know what I'm saying? Simplicity has always, you know, the, the, the first generation of cash money or just let's just say the mix of it always was something regular and something a little bit, you know, futuristic. When we did videos, you know, we stuck to Chrysler 300s. We struck, you know, and then we then we might give you a Lambo. But we always gave you something that was regular as well as, you know, like that that was something that just, you know, anybody can, you know, you, you could get that. You know what I'm saying? We, we, yeah. we tried to not just oversell it. You know, we wanted we wanted to be like, OK, we got the Lambos, but we, we also got to have the cars that the average working man could get. Just fix them up a little bit. And that would make everybody happy. So when we did that song, it was the simplicity of like, just let's just make something easy that everybody can learn. Like, you, you'll know it, the, 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 you know, from the second time you hear. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And of course, the same album. It, it, it's hard to believe there was a, a song bigger than Get Your Roll On, but I think number one stunner was. Uh, yeah. tell, tell me in tell me the idea to um, how did you guys come up with dropping all those like action hero pop culture reference, James Bond, Jackie Chan and that, you know what, MacGyver. <laughs> you mentioned evil. You mentioned evil, good evil like this pop culture all over that thing. <laughs> yeah, you know, because that was that was our heroes growing up. Like, you know what I'm saying? We we thought they did the most incredible stunts in the world. <laughs> like, you know, and like you said, Evil Knievel, like, nope, you, you have to actually live in the 80s to know Evil Knievel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so so that was that was all of our, you know, and, and even right now to disconnect with with culture. Like, they don't really have no heroes. They don't look at nobody as, you know, like action figures or somebody that was just, like, almost bigger than life to you. And when we, when we was thinking of those names, we were always saying, like, who was bigger than life to us? Who was, you know, and everybody who we named, you know, it was kind of like, oh, in their own right, was a star. Yeah. Maybe Manny Fresh is that for people of a of a of a certain <laughs> of a certain age. Because seriously, you could come up to people at least my age, maybe not older folks, but you come up to some people on the street and say I'm the number one stunner and you know they're gonna go, What? What? Yeah. What? Like everybody knows it. Um, all right. Well, before we run, we have to hit uh Hood Rich really quick because still fly may have been bigger than all of them. <laughs> Gator yeah, boots with the pimped out Gucci suits. Uh, take me just real quick. Any memories of of writing that either either lyrically yeah. or when, melody? when I wrote that, you know, I don't know if you heard the story, but but, you know, nobody liked that song. You know what I'm saying? Nobody liked the song because they thought like I was just going too left with it. You know, it was just like, you know, where we, we painted this bigger than life persona. And it was like, you going backwards, like with some of the stuff you saying. And I was like, dude, this is the most truest song to, you know, like, I'm like, if you're a Martian, if you're green, if you're white, if you're black, if you're Hispanic, if you're Asian, whatever, this is how the world lives. This lyric, the hook of that song is everybody. We all, we everybody, all can relate to it. Yeah, everybody can relate to that. And when I was writing that, I was, you know, I was thinking that this is a song that everybody can relate to. Like, you know, and I'm like, it's relatable. You know, it, it, it didn't it didn't just go to the hood or whatever, because you got wealthy ladies riding around with a quarter tank of gas right now <laughs> in their new E-class. <laughs> yeah. And they new E-class. Oh, you got, you know, somebody, but everybody somewhere. One of those lines fits your life. Oh, yeah. Everybody can't pay the rent because all our money. Exactly. Like we all we exactly. all we all can relate to that, man. Everybody can relate to that at some time in their life. 
it, it is a genius song. You can still put it on. If you put it on in the club, everyone would run out and be like, oh, my God, I remember that. You know, uh, well, awesome. I guess sort of in the final seconds, take me into the solo stuff. The Mind of Manny Fresh in 04, Return of the Ball in 09. Like, was it was it freeing? Was it nerve wracking? Breaking out from the group? No, or breaking out from the cool. Because the Mind of Manny Fresh to a lot of a lot of people is a cult album. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They just love the craziness that I did. Like, you know what I'm saying? And. And, and there's so many people that always tell me, like, dude, this is my favorite. This is such my, you know, they, they, that's it's my favorite album, you know, and it's it's gold status. And, and, you know, for something that usually like a producer, like usually they don't really work out too well with doing, you know, I work good with other people. But it wasn't it was the crazy thing was, I think I ain't gonna say it was too many songs on it, but I did a whole bunch of songs because I am the producer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so nobody was going like, hey, narrow it down to nine. You know what I'm saying? Or just do eight. So I was, I just went crazy, you know, and <laughs> when I feel it again, I'll do it again. And that's kind of the way I work. But I am super, super grateful, super, super grateful for fans that still appreciate Manny Fresh and for the new ones that I've, you know, gained. Absolutely. Well, I'm. we're glad you broke off solo, you know, like I always thought it was cool when there'd be like this established group like at that time. I don't know, like like Bone Thugs or something. And then you would run out and want to get Busy's individual album and Lazy's and crazy. You know what I mean? Like you'd want to go get all their individual albums. Like Exactly. You, um, where, so that actually that sparks a final question for me for for uh, of all those groups, you know, where does Cash Money rank with like Wu-Tang and Bone Thugs and all the group, the factions of the the late 90s, 2000s? Do you think you're right up there with the best of them? Yeah. Yeah, man. Even, you know, I'm going to pat myself on the back because I don't enough. Do Cash it. Cash Money sound changed the way hip hop is. You know what I'm saying? Like right now, trap music is really Cash Money sound. Like, you know, what I'm saying it's that era. Like, you know, so it, it, I don't think we get enough recognition for, you know, changing the world. But, yeah, in the era that we were we were right there, we changed the world. And the fact that Cash Money Records is still relevant, you know, like you can't deny, like, you know, even even if we all not together, Cash Money Records is still alive and kicking. You know what I'm saying? And look at the success, the trees that came from it, the branches that came from it, you know. You got Juvenile, you got Manny Fresh, you got Lil Wayne, you got people that's still active. Yeah, it's like you like know? when they do like NFL coaching trees, you know, when you see yeah. all the other let Super Bowl champion coaches that came out of, a, you know, whoever, you know. Yeah, exactly. I'm with you. I think you guys are underrated. Like people when they when people think back to the era they're you know, Public Enemy gets all gets deservedly so NWA deservedly so Wu-Tang, you know, all, all even Bad Boy, whatever, like the, all these groups that people come to mind. But Cash Money Records is right up with all of them, if you ask me. So you, we need to give you all credit. Um, yes, sir. And I mean, the, the, the slogan is men, men lie, women lie, numbers don't lie. When you do the numbers and, you know, the math on how many records cash money sold as a label, you know what I'm saying? As a self-contained label. Nobody's done that. Nope. It is. It is all timer stuff. So everyone really I hope they hearing us remember, you know, rattle off all these songs. I hope they go back and realize, oh, wow. Yeah, I loved all of that. <laughs> uh, give them credit, baby. Uh, awesome. Well, you've been so generous with your time. Uh, again, everyone, Manny Fresh is coming to the Celebrez and Rose Festival. Uh, it's going to be out at um, this weekend out at Symphony Woods at Meriwether Park in Columbia. Um, thanks so much for doing this. I guess I'd be remiss if I don't at least get your reaction really quick to Tina Turner just died, man. 
Whoa! Did you man, hear that? I did not know that. Bro. It just it just came down while you and I were setting up the Zoom stuff. That's a legend. Man. Age eighty three. Yes, dude. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, thoughts. legendary status. I mean, that's one of the people that I can wholeheartedly say I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for her. You know what I'm saying? Because I know her era. She had to go through some things for me to do what I had to do. You know, so hats off to her. You know what I'm saying? And you know, I wish her family many blessings and, you know, and healing, you know, because like I said, that woman is a legend. Absolutely. Well, sorry. Sorry. That I had to be the one to break that to you. But I mean, it's she's a legend, man. She's a legend. Wow. Well, thank you so much for, for doing this, Manny Fresh. If you can't tell, I, I love your stuff and keep it coming over the years. Keep it coming. Thank you, bro. Thank you. I hope to see you out there. All right. Be well. Be well as well. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time.